0: And I don't know what it's like in the UK or anywhere else in the world, but I know in in America, in evangelical churches, especially in the South, you'll hear preacher, well, I'm an expository preacher. I preach verse by verse, and I always cringe, and I want to vomit just a little uh, because it just tells me they don't understand what they've never studied. They've been told what expository preaching was, but they haven't
1: studied it. Hey guys, welcome to the Expositors Collective, episode 93. And this one is a bonus episode. So on Tuesday of this week, we released episode 92, which was a kind of a longer interview that I did with uh, Pastor Jason Cruz about the importance of keeping things simple um, and, and preaching that really reaches and impacts people. Um, but in the times that he and I were talking, both on... Um, on the podcast and off, I I learned that he did a a PhD uh, that largely focused upon communication and uh, expository preaching. And he has a definition of expository preaching that he thinks a lot of people don't really get properly. And and so we recorded this bonus episode. It's shorter, it's more focused, and essentially it's a a loving rant (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about properly understanding what expository preaching is and what it isn't. So uh, if you haven't listened to episode the first one, I think that gives us a better picture of like where Jason's coming from and his heart and all this. And then, if you've already listened to that, then I know you're really going to enjoy this bonus episode about what expository preaching really is. All right, I hope that this and all that we do here at the Expositors Collective helps you to grow in your personal study and your public proclamation of God's word. Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective podcast. This is the second episode with... Dr. Jason Cruz. Oh, gosh. I um, Haven't been called that in a while. Okay, well. <laughs> i talk- got a white coat on, too. We're talking, ah. yes. I forgot this thing on my ah. hip. Yes. So we're, we're talking about, I guess, like your doctoral thesis. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm, I'm busting out the uh, the title. Yeah, sure. um, so uh, you did your doctoral thesis along the notion of preaching. particularly Preaching to men. Preaching mm-hmm. to men. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some some important aspects of expository preaching that you think that we need to hear? Mm. that's a good it's a good thing and I'll be quiet I'll... Uh,
0: well the, you know it's over I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we're sitting here in the UK doing this thing and and uh, my accent is uh, somebody asked me the other day where are you from I said Scotland can't you tell and, <laughs> and they were like holy cow that's funny uh, but no you know um, I, I would say this you know, my, my, I did my many 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 years ago I, I studied preaching but I did my doctoral project at Fuller on uh, men's ministry and that but a lot of that had to do with how you communicate to okay. men, and so that, that I, as I said in the first episode, if you if you're just catching this, there was a, the first one, and we talked a lot about just preaching for the eye, and you know, because men, I, I said this a million times, Mike. You know, um, if you want a reach, if you want to reach a woman. Go through her emotions. If you want to reach a man, go through his eyes. Okay, um, because it's it's just where he first connects with something. And so I, I really do. Uh, I work hard to preach visually. You ask about expository preaching. I, if if there is one, and gosh, I, I hope I, I I don't have a guy that I'm, I hope I'm not a guy that always likes to pick a fight. But if if there's one fight I would pick, okay, it would I'm be ready. it would be that I it. I always cringe a little, and I don't know what it's like in the UK or anywhere else in the world, but I know in in America, in evangelical churches, especially in the South, you'll hear preacher, well, I'm an expository preacher. I preach verse by verse, and I always cringe, and I want to vomit just a little, uh, because it just tells me they don't understand what they've never studied. They've been told what expository preaching was but they haven't studied it. Right. John Stott had I think the best definition ever, hands down, on expository preaching and he basically said to paraphrase that expository preaching isn't going, it isn't a running commentary. Mm. Expository preaching is a commitment to telling the story of the Bible and the scripture you're preaching on the way it was meant to be told. In other words, I, I can't remember if it if it was Gordon Fee or who said it. I, I but um, it might have been uh, might have been Haddon Robinson. I, still, I read all of his books, but I think it was Haddon Robinson that said uh, when it comes to a passage of scripture, it can never mean what it never meant. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so I start right there. An, an expository preaching is a commit. I, I, this is the way Jason Cruz would say it. I can preach straight through the Gospel of John, verse by verse, mm-hmm. and be a heretic the whole time, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. heresy is in the heart of the interpreter. <clears throat> uh, to be a heretic is is in my heart. I have to be committed to faithful interpretation of the Scripture. And and truthfully, if we look at so in my view, all sermons are topics there's no such thing as a sermon that didn't cover a topic okay. all yeah. sermons cover a topic yeah. the issue is how do I put a verse with a verse well you know we we call verse by verse we call that you know expository preaching some do uh, I, w- I wish this was original to me but it's not but I heard Rick Warren one time say guys do y'all know what we call verse with verse preaching we call that systematic theology hmm. and I'm like how true is that? Right, right. We how do we get our how do we get our doctrine on abortion? Huh. We take it from the whole of scripture. Yeah, right. So I I actually believe that when you do preach topical sermons, it's harder because you have to be faithful to do more legwork in the prep time. Yeah. So I tell you what I do. A typical Jason Cruz. I I just got through doing a series called Unshackled. If you if you want to ever see that for any reason if you go to iTunes or if you if you go um, you can look up Clearview Baptist Church and then you can see our I uh, our, or all of that's on on the oh, app yeah. store. we'll definitely put a link yeah in the show so unshackled was about idols and strongholds yeah so what I'll do that's a topic right Sh- uh, it's sounds a to- like it sounds like yes? it's a topic yeah but I'll take well you, I can't just preach straight through the you know the book of Malachi hmm. on idols and strongholds all right. So what I did is I took I took biblical characters or biblical or places in the Bible where people were struggling with that. And so I I would take the topic running across the top. But all the pillars that supported that topic, like adultery, gluttony, uh, greed, you know, whatever that's whatever that idol might be. Self-image. I I, I did. A, um, I'll give you an example. I did a. Uh, a sermon on shame yeah. as a stronghold. Yeah. And I use uh Tamar and you know, her shame. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and Where but gonna be rid of my disgrace. That's yeah. that's one story. So I stayed in the story. I stayed in that one story right there uh when I did um, when I did uh, on uh, I did Jacob and Rachel, and I used Jacob and Rachel to talk about dreams. when you know when, what happens when the dream doesn't come true? Yeah. You have an idol of, of of a dream, you know, a dream thing and and, and so how Jacob how, that how the dream didn't work, you know and, and and so yeah, so I will actually hybridize it a little bit and I will pick I will often use topics because topics speak to the human need. You know, think about this, Mike. If I spend two years in the Gospel of Luke, yes. All right, the teenagers in my church are only in there for forty-eight months, roughly. Okay, ninth through twelfth grade. Mm. So you're telling me, in in a world that's telling them that your gender doesn't even mean you're a boy or girl. In a world that tells them right now uh, that confusion is the is the go-to of the day and, and gender fluidity, you, in, in the world they're living in, you're telling me you're going to spend four two years and you may never even get to tolerance because it didn't fall in chapter 3 of Luke.
1: Mm, okay, yeah.
0: You know, I think that's unfaithful. Mm. I mean, I, I think that you... I do. I mean that. And I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, I really do mean it. I think it's unfaithful to when, when those high school students from ninth to 12th grade, when they, when they're coming through, if the, you know, my pulpit for four years, you know, my adults are going to be there 10, 15, 20 years or however long they stay. Right. I, but I'll give you a example. I know of one church that their pastor would not preach on, Anything unless it fell within the book, because he was so committed to book by book preaching. Mm, okay. So guess what? There was like four years went by. He never preached on money.
1: Okay. Well, what about like Christmas and Easter?
0: Yeah. Exactly. So like, what do you, what do you, for those For
1: those maybe. Okay. But
0: then, yeah, but, but I'm sitting here going, you know, so is it any, is it any, is it, is it any fascination that his this church was underfunded? Why? But well, he was so bought into this idea. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm big on, um, I, I'm, I just, I just think we 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 really look at expository preaching as something that we misdefine
1: it. Okay, I really do. And so a better definition. So you were referencing John Stott's definition mm-hmm. earlier on? Yeah, it
0: is more a commitment. Stott and I'd have to look. You can Google his exact uh, his exact definition as we can Google anything. But basically, Stott was saying. Don't look at expository preaching as a running commentary. Yeah, it is a okay. commitment to a way of breaking down the scriptures the way it was meant to be broken down.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, yeah, that running commentary, or even the phrase verse-by-verse preaching. Yeah. A, a lot of times when people talk about verse-by-verse preaching, I kind of get a little twingy, even though that's what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it turns into just like you read a verse— Make a few comments. Yeah. This reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. And you should do this and we should trust God for this. Okay. Next but verse, what happens, Mike? It's a series of topical sermons, like yes. little mini topics. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. It, you could find that main, you know, melodic line, some people call it, that main yeah. thrust of it mm-hmm. and focus on that. From those same verses, yeah. What
0: I find, at least in a lot of American preachers, that are, it, it's a dividing line. It's 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 an arrogance. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm an expository preacher. Okay. Well, so am I, big boy. Yeah. You know, and you know, but but that doesn't mean you're a better preacher because you went straight through the book of James. Right. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're smarter than that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, Jesus certainly didn't do that. He's pulling from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. He's pulling from all these different guys. I mean, go look at the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You know, there's about 42 different topics in 17 minutes.
1: It's it's it, it, but they all have a theme. Sure. You know? Yeah. Okay. And so, were you nervous about coming on the Expositor's Collective podcast that you'd be feeding into this issue more uh, or no?
0: You know, no, and I'll tell you why. I yeah, when you when I saw what you called it, I'm like I'm like I'm I'm so I, this is one thing I would say. There's a lot I don't know. In life, and I know a lot of what I don't know, but I will say this: uh, I'm I'm very grounded in my convictions on expository preaching, uh, because I know at the end of the day it's really simple. I do not get to bend the scriptures; the scriptures bend me. They have the final say, yeah. and the, on everything. And the inerrant, infallible Word of God it molds me, and so I'm just. I am not, I will stand and and hopefully graciously with love in my heart, toe to toe with, with any preacher anywhere and defend that you're not a better preacher because you preach straight through a book. Um, Is it, is it? Do you give your people a better scope of Corinthians? Absolutely, when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and I do both. So, so I, I spent uh, sixteen weeks last fall in Nehemiah. You know, sixteen
1: weeks, man. Yeah, okay, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's more than I did. Yeah, I think I did. I did it in mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. So therefore you're more expository than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but isn't that the thing where um, a lot of times it can be the source of pride of I preached mm-hmm. X, you know, or I go to a church where the pastor preaches this, even if it's boring, he yeah. just does it anyway because we need the, the pure the word pure of word. God. The word of God's pure on its own. I don't have to make it pure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 um with, with Nehemiah, even like some would, would stretch it out to 36 weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I think going really slowly through things actually rather than making it more expository sometimes makes it less when it just turns into you know oh nehemiah was the wine bearer you know let's talk about wine and the dangers of wine and the Mm -hmm. blessings of wine and then it just becomes this topical thing and then the next verse is this oh he prays he prays quickly let's look at all the quick prayers of the bible and then really and then you're kind of losing the point of chapter one you lose the point exactly and i think the point of chapter one like ought to be placarded and you that's the main point make the main point the main point yeah yeah you're so right and and i i would
0: say you know, when it comes to your 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 preaching, ex- being expository, uh, you know what? I'm going to say it this way. Every good sermon is an expository sermon. Every good sermon. If you do it right. So you're saying every sermon is topical and every good sermon is expository. It should be. Okay, yeah. It better be. Right. Because if you, if you didn't exegete properly, yes. you, you you did the disservice to your people. Yeah. And so, you know, it it, it doesn't mean, but it, it, it just doesn't mean that you're going to somehow magically work through the book of Philippians. And just because you stayed there, it's an expository word. Mm. That's just not true. Mm. Um, You know, and like you said, guys end up stretching things or they end up uh, like you you get. That's a great illustration of uh, let's talk about the dangers of wine. That wasn't had nothing to do with Nehemiah. Come on, man. You know, uh, and so, yeah, it it is... uh, but I, I, I'm I'm just a big believer. You, you have to, you know, for everyone listening to this, I would just appeal to their heart and realize that people today are, as a culture, I know it's true in my culture in America and in the South, we have a spirit of religion. and But even with that spirit of religion, they are biblically illiterate. Mm. Biblically illiterate. Mm. And because they're biblically illiterate, um, My job is not to give them a seminary lecture. But hear me clearly, that doesn't mean you water it down. Jesus didn't water things down. He arranged it where they could understand it. And that's our
1: job as a cultural exegete. I have to be a cultural exegete too. Yeah. Well, excellent. Well, hey. I think we're about out of time. You are. I think the session's going to start. <laughs> sure. Let's but go yeah. hear some preaching. That... <laughs> yeah, let's go hear it. And then let's just, you know, we'll share notes. <laughs> Was it expository or topical? Hey, thank you for doing this, by the way. I, I think uh, I do want to say, no
0: kidding, I really mean it. Um, thank you for caring enough about the high calling of preaching to right. study it. Because it is. It's a very sobering thing. Yeah, it's and, super important. And, and but it's something that we we have to grow. Jesus said, love the Lord your God God, your heart, soul, and your mind. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be a student of good communication right. and and a student of good preaching.
1: They're they're, they're two different mm-hmm. things. Yes.
0: And 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 so I'm I really am glad that you're
1: doing this. I mean that. It it blesses me that you do that. Yeah, well, myself and the 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 team, like we just think preaching is important and bad preaching is such a shame. You yeah. know, like yeah. because if people are going to in a post-Christian culture, Get up, get dressed, go to church. Yeah. They might as well hear a good sermon. It yeah, might as well best. be God's truth, you know, exposed, mm-hmm. no matter how it's you know, expose the truth, mm-hmm. apply the truth, and do it with like, yeah, skill and, and conviction. Yes, exactly. Stand
0: with conviction, man. To every preacher listening, listen, you are not called to back up. That's not what we were called to. We were not that doesn't mean you have to be a theological jerk. It just means that we were not called to shy away. We are called to step in the batter's box and go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, swing away. <laughs>